September 7th, 2020. It's Whacking Day. Welcome to the Wrestling Inc. podcast. I'm Glenn Rubenstein. Joined by Matt Morgan and Justin Labar. Well, I'm talking about the last segment, the Mysterio family with their kendo sticks just whacking away at Murphy. That didn't sit with me. Of all the hundred top 100 guesses you could give me on how Glenn Rubenstein would open the show tonight, that would not be in the top 100 for me. I thought- it, was, it was also a Simpsons reference. Remember they had Whacking Day where they whacked all the snakes out of Springfield? I, I should. I'm disappointed in myself. I thought you were going to tell me Blue Chew was a sponsor or something tonight. You know, for some <laughs> of our audience, we've we've gotten the, the DMs. <laughs> we've got some creative listeners. I'll just leave it at that. Uh, so, Raw tonight. In some ways, good. In other ways, repetitive. <coughs> in some ways, uh, you know, it was there. <coughs> to borrow a I, phrase from Raj Giri. Honestly, I have... I don't know what it is. I think I'm just completely biased now against the show. I think I am. I think <laughs> I dread nothing more. Honestly. Versus, wow. oh, crap, it's 8 o'clock. Ugh. You know what I mean? Like Versus SmackDown, which I'm stoked to watch. NXT, can't wait to watch. AEW, can't wait to watch. Well, apparently it's kind of like that internally in WWE because the word on the street is that Vince didn't even uh... – he didn't even look at the script for tonight's Raw until this morning. He didn't even prove it until this morning. He didn't look yeah, at it until like he was... That. Like, I, I'll say this about tonight's Raw. Uh, when it was repetitive, it was repetitive. But when they actually had something a little bit different, it was interesting. But there's not another... There's not right. that we need more of that interesting. Again, it's 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 their own their own worst enemy. Three hours. Own worst enemy. Yep. <laughs> so that's it for the podcast tonight, folks. Join <laughs> us uh, Wednesday night. at AEW. Matt Morgan give, will just go on give, and on and on. I give them a two. A two out of ten. Two, wow. Good talk. See you out there. We're done. Let's get out of Bye. here. Bye. Good game, Dorn. <laughs> no, uh, <laughs> Good game, Dorn. <laughs> I mean, look, there was some stuff I liked tonight. And I have to say that last segment, I started off where I was like, oh, my God, Dominic Mysterio. Uh, the Mysterios mixing it up with Murphy again. Uh, again, again, yeah. But when he did that sunset flip power bomb off the apron, the oh, stuff yeah. with uh, cool. the Mysterio family with the kendo sticks at the end, um, yeah. there was some stuff I liked about. It. I don't know that it needed to be the main event. This would have been like a fantastic. So that's us being yeah. excited about a young kid who's yeah. really making the most of an opportunity, right? So we're rooting for him in that regard. So that sure. part's cool. Is that making me turn the show on next week? No. Yeah. You know, I was thinking about this, and what the hell, because why stick to the format? So I was watching Ben-Hur the other night, which I never actually seen before. Why wouldn't you be what? I never saw. I watched It's a Mad, 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 Mad World, which uh, I guess you had to be there. It's 60 years old. It's not as funny as everyone told me it was my entire life. And then we said, let's watch Ben-Hur. Kind of as a joke, but we were serious. Uh, Ben-Hur. The rib is on you. Dude, Ben-Hur is actually pretty good. That's held up pretty well. Chariot racing, the story. So I go down this wiki wormhole reading about religion. And I'm just reading this. I'm just getting more and more pissed off about this Monday Night Messiah gimmick because there's so much stuff they could have borrowed or alluded to or structured this with Seth. Like what? Anything? Well, I was thinking about that. I was thinking about this tonight, actually. And I was like, you know, uh, in Ben Hur, you have the 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 divide, right? It's like people are saying, I want to go one way, I want to go the other way. In the Ten Commandments, you have you could have uh, you know, if Seth was a baby face, you could have Vince being like, he he's not the Messiah. He doesn't run things around here. And then he has followers, and they're like an anti-faction. And I was thinking about tonight. I was like, well. What if Seth proclaimed he was the Messiah, but really, but really, it was uh, Dominic Mysterio who was the chosen one. And think about it, like Jesus, there are questions about who Dominic's father is. Oh, boy. It writes itself. Oh, boy. 
<laughs> no, I'm just saying he's the Monday Night Messiah name only. There's no substance here. There's no conflict there. It's sort of like I am the Messiah. You are my disciple. Follow me. He is one disciple. <laughs> yeah. I mean, come on. You can't start a cult with two people. <laughs> it's got to start somewhere. Oh, you know what it reminds me of, Matt? Remember, like, Justin, kids were probably not this lame by the time you got to school. Remember, Matt, would be like, your friends would have the split into the factions. And they'd be oh, like, oh, Red we're De all going. Red Ours was What's Red it? Devils and Blue Devils on the okay, playground. Like, I remember I had some friends that got into skateboarding. We were just selling the BMX bikes. And uh, every kid except me and my friend Chad were into skateboarding. And we were into BMX bikes. We're like, fine, we're going to start our own club. It's just the two of us. Yeah. We're the BMX huh. bandits. You can't have two people as a club. It's not cool. So me and Ricky Regula did this in third grade with pogo balls. We were made fun of for having pogo balls. I remember the pogo ball. <laughs> remember the commercial? They made it seem like you could hop over a building with those things. They did. Like you could. I remember trying to convince my mom to let me ride it to school. We lived four <laughs> miles, four miles away from the school. <laughs> for people that don't know, a pogo ball was like. <laughs> remember, remember like a dodgeball, like the smaller dodgeballs? Yeah. Uh, yeah, like a kickball, but with a huge disc around it. Yeah. And, and like yeah. your feet would go on the disc and you'd squeeze the ball with your feet as tight as you could and jump and bounce, bounce, bounce. Yeah, and you could get maybe two feet off the ground. Maybe. Depends on if you got a crappy one or not. I had a crappy yeah. one. In the commercials, which they must have shot using trampolines and cannons and, and cranes, they made it look like kids were just, you know, yes, doing yeah. backflips and all sorts of crazy shit. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's the thing, man. It's, uh, you know, when factions form and when it's just you and one other dude, you're not a club, you're not a faction, you're not a cult. Maybe you're a team at best, a duo even. You're a tag team. Yeah. But Essentially, yeah. Okay, All he does let's... is come out with a fancy walk. He comes out with like a fancy walk and a sweet leather coat. But there's nothing Messiah about any of that. Yeah, and his, his tag team partner is his disciple. <clears throat> That's like basically his valet. His brother Br Brutai. Yeah, why is he not, uh, you know, resting his feet on him? <laughs> Anyhow. That's uh, the thoughts prompted by watching Ben Hur the other night. It's a great Labor Day weekend in this household, I assure you. Uh, John Cena's Balls about $2 super chat saying Matt's being generous with the two out of 10. <laughs> Thank you, John Cena's Bald Spot. Yes. Uh, Mitch Orobsky, ca Canadian $5. Why would Retribution get their own Titan Tron moment? P.S. Matt, the Ugh. game is super close. Oh, crap. Is it? Dang it. You know what's crazy? I keep forgetting the NBA's on. I do. I've been catching on fast forward on YouTube the next day. Like I watched the Clippers. I'm sorry, the Lakers and Rockets, their last game. Like on fast forward today. Um, huh? What do I say to that? <laughs> what like what do I say to that? Nobody wants to talk about this show because the show sucked. Yeah, like there's one person. I'm gonna shout him out, Michael Aldape in the chat room. Can you get on with the show already? How come you guys talk about other content? Like, what podcast? Okay. What do you No, Michael, let's throw it back to you, Michael. What would you like to talk about? What would you like to talk about? This, like, because you can, all of our chat room, I guarantee you can predict what I will say about every one of these matches because, or, or, or promos or backstage segments because they have already happened. Almost every one of them. It's true. So we covered it. I've covered it before three times. 
And I want to say this to the people that leave the comments on the YouTube or the reviews that are like, they never talk about, you know, they're always talking about random pop culture stuff going on Segway is making each other laugh and having a good time talking about everything about the show. If you don't enjoy that, maybe this isn't the podcast for you. I agree. I'm just saying, we're not going to change. Even when Raj is here, remember when Raj used to be more invested in the oh, product? And he used to like make us move along with the show. And like he used to hate if we used to talk about yeah. anything other than the show. Yeah. Now Raj is the 10. If Raj was here, Raj could probably do Ra 10 minutes no, on pogo balls. Much worse. It's pushed Raj to drink. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> WWE, you've pushed Raj Geary to drink. Uh, fan with a $10 super chat. Hey guys, longtime fan named Joey. First time watching WWE Raw Live after moving to work here. And it's a Tuesday morning show for me in China. Just here for you guys really well. Thank you so much, wow. Joey. Awesome. Name's Joey. What up? Jo What's up, names Joey? <laughs> Joey here. <laughs> <sighs> so some stuff did happen tonight. I mean, okay, let's talk about yes. first thing, running into the ground. Okay, let me let me ask you, was this fresh or, or stale? With Drew McIntyre, Randy Orton opening with this promo, and then using this build with Drew and Randy attacking and Keith Lee tonight. This seems like it's leading uh, to a fatal uh, tri or a triple threat match at Clash of Champions. Did this feel fresh to you or like a replay? A replay? Um, and I don't like Keith Lee being put in this if he ain't going in. I don't want him anywhere near the title. I just want him steamrolling people until they're ready for him. And then he wins the title. I do not want him. To, I know he doesn't have to take the loss if it becomes a three-way for the title. Um, but still, I, I, I don't like him in any match that he doesn't win. Yeah, it's a small sample size, but things are already, I think, going backwards for Keith Lee. I mean, his debut was great, and, and Randy Orton uh, helped make him look like a stud. But then after that, we, we go from that from SummerSlam to, you know, he, he beats Randy Orton at SummerSlam, I think, in like seven or eight minutes. And then the next night on last week's Raw, it takes him a two-segment, three-segment match to beat Dolph Ziggler. Dolph Ziggler. And then, you know, and, and then like tonight, uh, yeah, you, just because you're putting him out there over and over with Randy Orton, that doesn't automatically mean you're going to sustain him as a star. It's what he does. And by continuing to put him out there, but there's there's wishy-washy things like Drew interfering, and it doesn't do favors. Um, so. He had some cool stuff tonight that, had, that he did, some physicality. But still, um, he's not – he's a big guy. So, like, if it was a shorter guy or smaller guy, 5'10 guy, then, yeah, Randy gives him the rub. I get it. But he's a monster. If he's not winning every match he's in within convincing time, they're not doing him any favors because look how they booked him on NXT. Um, the argument can be made, well, those matches were longer, and, and he could show he could work. That's true, but he was still very dominating in those matches if that makes sense. He wasn't in any kind of segments. Like, even the first match versus Randy that he first had, the very first one, he took way too much heat in that, for my like. Remember, he hit the powerbomb out of nowhere to win that match versus just steamrolling him. Uh, Mitch Arabski, Canadian $5. Hey, Mitch. Glenn, it was nice of you to let your son do the podcast Saturday. Uh, what would you think of AEW? I think he was referring to uh, Jesse Collins, who hosted with Matt and Raj. <sighs> He's a ball night. hog. Jesse, if you're watching, you're a ball hog. Glenn knows what I'm talking about. He's a ball <laughs> hog. Shoot. I, I love him. I love him. He has on his boss in his ball. But, like, you're supposed to, like, tell the match what happens, but then he gives us a complete dissertation opinion on it. I was just like, brother, I, got, I, got, I can't add anything. You literally covered everything in the match and the opinion part. I've got nothing left in me. Raj, your opinion? <laughs> 
He's a good kid. Uh, how was super? He's super cool. I'm just busting his balls. He's a good guy. And I think that's a sign of acceptance. If you come on this podcast and we just sort of oh, have nothing to say it. about you, yes. <laughs> then you know there's a problem. Yes, um, definitely. Um, it was a great show. AEW. I loved AEW. I mean, I did. It's the worst of their pay per views, but I still like the majority of that pay per view. The worst BMW is still a BMW. AEW. Sorry. Yes, I know. I know. That's what I'm saying. I'm making the comparison, saying you oh. can be the least great of something. It doesn't necessarily mean that it's bad. Uh, terrible trade, 89, 499 superset. Sometimes I'd rather hear y'all talk about paint drawing than raw, especially when it's repetitive. <laughs> Me too. <sighs> so oh, let's get. Uh, but let's hold get on. We got, we got people giving us the money. People, sh- you know right. how they show us love in Raj Giri's favorite way by giving us dollars. Giving him. That's how Raj expresses. Well, that's how he prefers to have love expressed towards him in this podcast. <laughs> uh, Jody Shauna Jenkins, Canadian $5. Love the show. Want to hear Justin break down possible scenarios and leaves with retribution. Okay, so we're going to we're gonna talk Jody. more about retribution tonight. That's uh, one of the most interesting things that happens. Thank Jody, you, Jody. We will. We will absolutely get to that. Uh, and uh, Keith Robinson, $5. Just want to say Raw Talk just had a good promo delivered. Keith Lee directed Drew McIntyre. Hopefully Ooh. he does this on Raw next week. So you're oh, the one guy watching, Keith. Oh. I'll watch it when this is done. See, if you have <laughs> moments like that, why? I don't know. I think you do that stuff on TV. We need some new stuff. Yeah. Uh, we need it to be different. Um, <laughs> John Cena's Bald Spot, $5. Why talk about Raw and drag the podcast down? We can talk about other stuff and make the podcast interesting. I agree. I couldn't agree anymore. And uh, then Karana Shah, $5. John Silver and Dark Order on being the elite was better awesome. than awesome. three hours of Raw. Awesome. He, this was the best John Silver by himself on the latest being the elite. I promise you all was better than all three hours of raw tonight. This dude, this kid's acting chops are phenomenally good. I'm not, I'm not exaggerating this. I know you think I am. Please watch being the elite. Just fast forward to the dark order spots with John Silver. I promise you, you'll piss your pants laughing at the last, last one. Tell, tell me I'm wrong. Shaw. What's his first name? I can't read it. My contacts are in Krana. Krana. Krana, tell tell them I'm exaggerating the chat room. I'm not, right? You know, people uh, used to think I went on about Alicia Fox a bit much on this podcast. Oh, Matt. dude, I'm telling you, though, this is so – you wouldn't expect this. That he's so okay. good. Uh, Justin Lopez, $5. I was worried they were going to do 50-50 Keith tonight. Didn't happen, but they made it look like he was going to get beat after getting hit with that RKO. Yeah. I like that the RKO failed. That was shocking because it's so rare that it doesn't connect uh, when it, when it failed. I mean, it ultimately connected, but when it failed, that was, I popped for that. Um, <laughs> $5 super tab from Joey in China. Matt, can you let Glenn write one of your speeches starting with, Oh, Longwood. Oh, Longwood. Why not your most adorable mayor? <laughs> well played. That was good. There you go. Okay. So back to the show tonight. Uh, the Hurt Business versus Apollo Crews versus, uh, or part of the Hurt Business versus Apollo Crews teaming with Ricochet and Cedric Alexander. The Hurt Business gets a win here, but the real action happened after the match when Cedric turned. Yeah. And aligned himself with the Hurt Business. So this was cool. I like this. I don't want to say this was predictable, but, um, I did say a few weeks ago, it's not like, um, what I liked about the Hurt Business, they all feel like they hang out together, go out together go to the bar together, get into bar fights together. I don't see Cedric doing that. But by the same token, I love him as a talent. So I'm excited that they're doing something with him, something that's new. 
and will be fresh for him. And usually when you switch from babyface to heel or, or vice versa, you improve. So I'm hoping to see him improve. I'm hoping to him pass the stupid tests Vince is wanting this kid to pass through and then get back to where he should be, which is as a good baby face one day. Really good, really good baby face. Yeah, this is this was somewhat of a long time coming. I think it's been teased, and you kind of you kind of thought it needed to happen. And and I mean, Cedric certainly, uh, he's athletic as all hell, but he needed a fresh coat of paint. He he has that um, two hundred five live stink on him, where he's just another dude who you couldn't even identify, yeah. you know. And so this is good. This puts this gives him a, a, some a chance to be defined, a chance to. And, and by the way, his promo when he cuts the pro, actually, well, I'm getting ahead of myself, up, but but later on he cuts a promo that's that's that that's, that was really good. Really good. So I think yeah. this is a good fit, and um, you know I like this. I, I've seen a lot of Nation of Domination comparisons because it's, it's a it's a it's a stable of, of of black talents, whatever. But I mean I will say that I like if all of them feel more important. MVP, Lashley, Cedric, is and Sheldon. Time out. Is that what people are comparing them to? They well they are because well. there was actually. Um, Ron Simmons and Mark Henry, back when they were still at the PC, actually had came to TV for a few weeks of taping. There was, I guess, at least a idea of maybe kind of rumor. like having like a yeah, like okay. a rumor of like okay. there being like a not like a spinoff, but almost like an endorsement. If no, you will. I remember this. I remember this. All right. So, cool. but 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 regardless, I think this is great, and I think this is a great time to have diversity in the more diversity in the talents you're trying to push and actually sustain as as, as big deals on your TV show. That being said, I like to see the her business feud with someone else now. Yeah, move can you guys on. Hear that noise in the background? We can. What was that? I don't know. Uh, Chemtrails, cell phone towers, could be any number of things, Matt. Uh, so the Street Profits versus Angel Garza and Andrade. <coughs> oh, where was really? Demi Burnett tonight? Where was Demi Burnett? Who cares? Where? Th- like have more more importantly, this is literally the fifty second time I've seen this. I'm it over did it. seem excessive. I refuse to rate it. I refuse to talk about it. Here's what I will say. We just got done Cedric Alexander turning on his partner. Now we're back with another partner storyline <laughs> of Garza and, and Andrade having problems. Like this is where I get, not only is it repetitive of who we're seeing in the ring, but now the theme of the storyline is repetitive. Which, okay, they've got to get somewhere with the Garza stuff. I get that. But don't be dragging Street Profits down with it. You know what I mean? Like, I still think Street Profits are badass. I still think they're awesome to watch. They're exciting. Great promos. They're comfortable now up there finally. Just, they should be doing so much more than this, which, you know, we'll see on, we'll see later. But still, this was just, like, as soon as this, this, this came out, I was like, ugh. Well... Cesaro and Shinsuke Nakamura showed up to challenge the Street Profits uh, as part so of the part, that part, that, This was the part that was good. Sorry. So we'll have a champion versus champion match next week. I think they're going to consolidate the tag belts for the men the same way the women. I are. think they need to. I think that's a good idea. And um, this was a good promo, actually. I thought Street Profits honestly look like the bigger stars. They I look did. like stars. They look like stars, and yeah, I think if they if, consolidate the tag titles, because again, you're in a different situation. You're you're holding up residency for at least probably the remainder of the 2020 year. So while not all the talent are in Florida every day, while they all don't live there, a majority of them do, or at least have settled in a hotel and are, and are staying there. So like, this is a lot easier to fluently have talent from either Raw or SmackDown show, show, show. up on. 
Right. And, and, and it's, it's an easier logistical planning because they might be just down the street. So if you say, hey, we want you to come on. So while we all get while I get flustered by they go back and forth with having inner brand stuff and whatever, this is the time that it does make sense when you're in one place for the foreseeable future. Yes, so uh, Shinsuke and Cesaro showed up, cut a promo. Street Profits responded. Match next week. Champions versus champions. It's interesting that they're not saving that for Clash of Champions. Same with uh, Billy Kay, or not Billy Kay, uh, same with uh, Mickey James versus Asuka, that we're getting both these uh, champ versus champ matches next week and uh, Mickey James versus Asuka next week. So I, I love Mickey. I'm very good friends with her, Nick, obviously, but that's not a pay per view match. They've not built Mickey enough for that to steal a pay-per-view, in my opinion. So you can look at it that way, or you can look at it as they're trying to steal a rating or pop a rating by putting a pay-per-view, two pay-per-view matches on on Raw instead. I don't know. Well, well, I think with the I think with the tag titles, I think I think there could be a screwy finish next week, which makes them go to the pay-per-view for finality. Mm. Well, Matt, to your point about Mickey, as they as they've booked her, you are right that that does not seem like a pay-per-view match. And uh, shame on WWE. They fumbled the ball. Mickey has been back for a month. They could have booked her in a way to make that a credible pay-per-view match against Asuka, and they chose not to go there. A Hall of Famer. A Hall of Famer. I'll argue when Mickey wrestled her in NXT, it had much more fanfare. Well, to be clear, Mickey was coming back to WWE for the first time, so there Mm -hmm. was some buzz for that. But I'll argue as far as the match itself goes, there was much more buzz for it. Um, And this is years later. Like that, there's no excuse for this. Mickey's a first ballot Hall of Famer, and they did her wrong. Yeah. Uh, Chronoshot, two dollars. No, Matt, you're not wrong. Silver is too funny. There you go. Yeah. Nightmare knee with a five dollar super chat. LOL. I just turned this on and looked at Matt's face. Told me everything I need to know. I missed nothing. <laughs> <laughs> it's Groundhog Day. And Justin Lopez, five dollars. Saying Monday Night Football returns next week. Ugh. See, uh. Will Raj pay us to cover that? <laughs> Tammy is saying they're going to redo the matches, probably both matches, probably the tag match, and maybe Mickey versus Oscar at the pay per view. Um, yeah, I feel t- it was a mistake tonight to treat. I mean, tonight felt like a holiday show, and Labor Day, like we saw with Fourth of July, in this era we're living in, holidays mean the least they've meant. Yes. Like they, there was no reason for them to phone it in tonight, and they didn't completely. But man, there were a lot of it felt like a rerun. Yeah. Um, I don't know whether I love this or hated it, or hate that I loved it, or love that I hated it. Uh, our uh, truth 24 7 champions in a restaurant with his invisible friend, a little Jimmy. Uh, a waiter pushes a dessert tray up, and a ninja pokes his head out. Our truth wanted dessert, not a ninja, and then Akira Tozawa and a referee appear. Truth tosses his title to the invisible friend, but hits the ground. He recovers it. And then our truth <laughs> fights off the ninjas and runs away with the dessert cart, which has a ninja under it and the title, and gets chased by Akira and the ninja clan. Uh I, I what do I even say to this? What do I say? You gotta um, give cr- little Jimmy was back. I was pretty excited about that. <laughs> <laughs> That's the clickbait headline on wrestling <laughs> tonight. Uh legendary WWE wrestler return makes a surprise return. Yeah, I mean it's it's been almost fourteen months that this twenty four seven title has been around. I'm actually surprised it's still around, and it's like it's basically just been a title just to make sure that we get our truth on TV, which I never have a problem with because he's so damn entertaining. It but is. it's like it also is like this is the the thing that like never has a payoff. Like 
we will probably never get finale to him and Akira to it's never It's never supposed to. It's supposed to. Yeah. You, you said this too in the past, Justin. It's just supposed to make us laugh. Doesn't have to make yep. any sense to them. Doesn't. They're really supposed to make people laugh. Your wife's supposed to walk in the room and go, oh, I don't know who he is, but he sure is funny. You know what I mean? It's so <laughs> stupid. <laughs> it's stupid. It's supposed to be like sophomoric humor. Everyone's supposed to get it that doesn't really watch it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. our kids even could watch it and laugh at it. That kind of thing. It's supposed to be mindless. Yeah. Oh, man. It's, it's rough. Like, they put in effort into this. Uh, actually, this looks like where they put probably 50% of their effort tonight was in that restaurant sketch. Uh, so, uh, shout out. Uh, oh, hold on a second. We got some super that? chats. Uh, Jackson Callens. Four ninety nine. Mickey look. Mickey looks absolutely amazing. She does. does. Raw sucks. Cobra Kai rules. That's all for me. Does. Much love. Thank you, Jackson. Jackson. Thank uh, you. Just I, I want to repeat everything Jackson just said. Let me sign off for the night. He hit everything on the head. That's it. <laughs> Man, Cobra Kai. Now that's on Netflix. Like everyone now is discovering Matt. Well, we've been talking about this podcast for years. Front uh, bandwagoners. Bandwagoners. Yes. Uh, so I think this is the, uh, gentleman who did this and tweeted us. Let me find the tweet. There was a Matt Morgan cameo in name only tonight. If you were paying attention to the Thunderdome, uh, as Tuck held up a sign that said Matt Morgan for Prez and they missed his Mickey James for hall of fame sign after he got kicked. So, uh, thank you, Tuck for, uh, getting thrown out of the Thunderdome. Seriously. Did they physically pick you up? buy your britches and throw you out or how does that work by the way at all seriousness do they like email you like how does it work do they just cut you are cut the banned feed? from the thunderdome they probably yeah they probably just cut your cut your feed they cut well, the feed and supposedly they put you on a list where you can never sign up again well i appreciate it for what it's worth i thought that was very nice talk thank you very much appreciate the love brother terrible trade 89 random but you guys play fantasy football yeah, what kind of question is that yes yeah Shame I uh, on you for that question. I had my own fantasy football radio show on uh, Fantasy uh, XM Radio. It's funny to me because I think fantasy sports is like the dorkiest of hobbies. <gasps> Bite your tongue. Not like I look at that and I'm like, that's too nerdy for me. <laughs> no, it's cool. There goes that noise again. That's not me. Don't know what's causing that noise. I don't hear. I don't hear what he's talking about. I don't hear the noise. I hear it. It's like a low. It has almost like vinyl seats or something. I don't know. Uh, is, it, is it this? No, no. no I think it, I think it's my. Well, so my chair. Okay. Moved. So normally when a tag team breaks up, you get a hot storyline, a one-on-one -on -one feud. Now that both talent are singles acts, normally a great build for a pay-per-view to tell this story and then kick off a big match there to see them face each other, former teammates for the first time. Instead, tonight, we got Peyton Royce versus Billy Kay one week after they were forced to disband mm -hmm. based on their loss to the Riot Squad. And um, they each have individual entrance music. I thought they looked great. This was kind of a nothing match. Uh, Peyton Royce got a dominant win, and she was being nice to Billy after. So I'm assuming Billy's taking some time off, and the Peyton's singles push begins now. Why does Billy have to take time off? Because uh, she looked a little injured. And Matt, I mean, come on. Okay, so if you just broke up with your tag team partner and the yeah. first week out, you just get, like, wrecked the in about three minutes. 
you better be taking time off, dude, or else things aren't looking good for your career. Well, uh, well, for, then for that reason, then I hope so because I, I honestly always paid more attention, to, slightly more attention to Billy between the two, just because he was taller. Um, when they were in NXT and they were first starting off, so I hope they have something good for Billy because I think she's really good too. Yeah, this was bizarre. I don't even understand why they broke up. Like in a time where you're trying to, you know, I mean, women's tag titles are still relatively new in the company. So why you would go for no reason, essentially, it seems, unless Billy is injured. Why for no reason you would go breaking up a team? And this is a team, mind you, that's like been around for like with like counting NXT for some years. So like it's not like it's a throw together of Vince singles. Thinks, Vince thinks Peyton's a star. Yeah, and I, and I can see that. And Peyton is the better wrestler, but I, I'm with you, Matt. I always actually found on the on the stuff outside of the match, I always found Billy to be more entertaining and funnier. Yeah, I thought her delivery was 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 more of what they would were trying to go for. Me so too. I don't understand. Uh, you know, maybe yeah, if if she's hurt or she's taking time off for whatever reason, I, I guess okay. But this just seemed it wasn't the best match. Again, I I don't know if if, if Glenn you said if, if she is hurt, Billy, or if no. um. I don't know, but this, yeah, again, but repetitive. We've already had Cedric turning on his partner. Then we have the problems with the Garza and, and, and Andrade. Now here we are with, like, it was just, like, we were within the first hour. I'm like, everybody's just turning their backs on everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tina Miller, back to your point about something your wife finds funny with uh, Akira Tozawa and the ninjas in our truth. She was saying, or your husband, Matt. Uh, I'm the wrestling fan in our home. He'll watch AEW with me, though, and he likes Jungle Boy. So there you go. Um, man, I don't know. I would have been embarrassed that restaurant sketch. Uh, Terry Allen Jr. Two fifty eight saying this year has been a disaster to us. Be safe, trio. Thank you, Terry. Um, Terry, thank you. And this, and this is like the weird thing too. Remember, WWE even said this at the start of everything. Like, our country needs us now. Uh, you know, they need a distraction. They need entertainment. Matt, you've talked about this. How Vince prides himself on being yes. there for yes. America in their time of need. And I just feel like, um, maybe, maybe they're giving them like 50%, you know, <laughs> it's just raw. I feel this way though. Yeah. SmackDown was really good Friday. It was, it's the three hours. I know the third, I know the third hour makes them more money, makes USA more money than what reruns of everything else they could show is, but it's, it's, you cannot do three hours every week. It just, you can't do that. It's not how it's supposed to be. Justin Lopez, $5 super chat. I'm sure when there's a draft with Billy and Peyton, we'll end up on different shows. I agree with you guys. I always enjoyed Billy over Peyton. So there you go. Um, I think they're both great. I just think, uh, man, it's going to be tough to adjust to them as uh, singles acts. Um, so after Peyton won that match, uh, we got the video package on the Mysterios versus Rollins and Murphy feud. Then uh, the Mysterio family was out in the ring. And uh, what do you think of this? Matt, um, like, I mean, I feel like we're getting more Mysterios on TV each and every week. <laughs> there was more. Um, it works uh, I, for now, right? Because I know we're saying it's a lot of re- repetition, repetition, repetition. But um, maybe because I'm a former wrestler, I'm interested in Dominic as a wrestler and him improving and seeing it each week. And, and so anything with him for now. I'm I'm into. I, I don't, I'm not crazy for it. Don't get me wrong. I don't look forward each week to it. But when it comes on, I'll pay attention. Does that make sense? Versus having some crap that I really don't care about, like I'm suplexing Jackson in our bed. You know what I mean? Until that match is done. <laughs> I just I figure maybe 
You know, they have the USA has the Chrisleys with the reality show. The Bradshaws have a reality show. Maybe the Mysterios have a reality show that's coming. This is the, the setup. For oh, that. hey, maybe. Never know. I would watch the hell out of that. Um, so, and uh, more on the Mysterio clan later and what they were up to tonight. But then we had Asuka teaming with Mickey James, who she's going to be facing next week, defending her Raw Women's Championship versus Lana and Natalia. And, uh, I mean, we, we knew who was winning this, right? I mean, uh, kind of yep. a cool ending, though, with Asuka uh, getting the lock on Lana and then Mickey hitting the the mid kick on Natalia, preventing her from making the save. Um, it was good. What, yeah. What would you think of this? This was what it, what it needed to be. You know, Strange Bedfellows as a tag team, or opponents, rather, as a tag team. Um, I don't know. I like Mickey, so I, I like this. Yeah, um, interesting tonight. It. So between this and the two handicap matches way later, we had four women's matches on Raw, and none of them involved the four horsewomen, which is really? kind of crazy. Uh, I'm trying to think that when we got this many matches before, it's when Becky, Charlotte, Ronda. I mean, when so I think this bodes very well for the future of the women's division. I mean, I think we didn't see Zelina and Bianca Belair tonight, or the only two uh, that didn't have a match. Oh, match of the yeah. Raw women's roster tonight, but they were on. Well, so and, know well, and to be yeah. fair, Becky and Charlotte are on, you know, hiatus. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and 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 Bailey and Saucer are, you know, Friday show. So no, but that's but what I'm saying is good. It's this good is opp- yeah, it's opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Bigfoot sneakerhead four ninety nine. Yeah. Raw needs new writers. They need to stop recycling old storylines. The best thing for me tonight was Dominic. I agree, but here's my issue with Dominic: is he can go from looking like a superstar to a guy whose dad's given him a ride home from practice. Like, yeah, and his promo later tonight, I caught that a little bit. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, um, and, and Bigfoot sneaker. I don't. I don't. I wouldn't put all the onus on the writers that unfortunately don't get to speak up and, and defend themselves. At the end of the day, this is this is one, at the end of the day, it's one person who's deciding to to stay the course of what they do. I bet you there's a lot of stuff that gets tossed out uh, and pitched by by the by the the dozens of writers they have that probably if you go down if if you flush it out could could be really good stuff, but it doesn't make it because it's not part of the agenda or part of the the plan at the moment, or or even gets the attention that it, it to to be even uh, said no to. So I I I, don't, I I feel bad. There's a lot of a lot of guys and girls who work very hard, long, crazy hours with with a crazy boss that don't get to don't get to speak up for themselves and they watch podcasts like this and, and figure, Oh man, everybody just figures that we suck. And I rem- oh, I'm sorry, Matt. They do. They need a new profession. Um, no, I mean, but all, all jokes aside, yeah. they write, they write for but what you're missing. Justin is they may come out with passion like that when they start, but after their first month there, second month there, they start to get the hint and they write the crap that they know Vince wants. They write to a one-person audience. They write mm-hmm. for a one-person audience, I should say. And that's Vince McMahon. So they can get in good with him. So they really should be doing, if they're smart, give Vince the stupid shit that he wants. Write the stupid crap that you know he wants. Get in good with him. Give it a year. Give it maybe two. And then you'll earn that trust to start pushing the other stuff. That's ridiculous that you have to do that, that that's the formula. That's obnoxious. It's obscene. And it's a slap to fans' faces, quite frankly, that it's that hard to be able to get some creativity and something new and edgy and fresh from a writer that probably has a ton of passion to do what they do and have it just either driven out of you and you quit or you put up with those first, the, the first two years of the growing pains to write for this lunatic. 
and then you know what I mean, and then getting good, and then start writing creatively because he trusts you. I mean, I saw it with Ed Koski when Ed Koski first started there. Ed had to write for what he wanted, and then once he earned his trust, Ed was one of the coolest guys to come to for creative ideas. Um, I thought at least. And you know, I made it a point. God, it must have been five, maybe ten years ago when Freddie Prince Jr. started making the rounds on podcasts and talking about his time working for WWE and his creative frustrations. I've I've started following a lot of former WWE writers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, like Dave Schilling, uh, Tom Cassiello, uh, people that you know. You look at their Twitter feeds and their other projects, and you go, these people are clearly talented. Yeah. They're a wealth of good ideas, yeah. and they don't bash their former employer, but you could definitely tell. From they when they talk about their time with the company, what their frustrations and roadblocks were that kept them from doing, you know, stuff that not only they, but the entire writing room was excited about. Just Vince wasn't on board with it. Yeah. You know? Sucks. Uh, David Esparza, thank you for the $4.99 super chat. No comment, just money. That's how Raj likes it. Uh, Neo Akira, $2. How long do you mm. think our truth has a job with WWE? I think as long as he wants one at this point. Yeah, forever. I would be very shocked. Uh, Z Rivera, five dollars. We're talking about Raw when in reality we just want to fast forward to SmackDown. Time for Dom to stop having his fam hold his hand all the time and go solo. It's true. Okay. I think okay. uh, it would do him so good to get some uh, space. John Cena's balls by five dollars. Did they use the Mysterio family as original members of Retribution? They're the same size. I think so. Uh, Antoine Fair, five dollars. I feel like Raw was simply trying to unclutter things they've been teasing for a month. Just to clear the way, hopefully, it improves from here. I hope it improves every week. I never want to sit down and think, and we talked about this before, I never sit down and think, oh, my God, I hope Raw sucks tonight so I can just go off on it on the podcast. Like, that's not no. – I wouldn't be doing this show if that was – like, I want this to be good. I want things – No, this is an interruption us. in my night is what it is. That's what this is. It's an interruption in my night. And instead of the other shows when they come on, I look forward to it during the daytime, actually. Yeah. Does that make, you know? I look forward to doing the show. I look forward to seeing you guys, seeing the chat room. Like that part, I'm on board with it. But with Raw, man, it's hard sometimes. Uh, so Cedric was backstage uh, talking with the Hurt Business, a little bit of suspicion about his motives and his change. Um, MVP was out there uh, in the MVP lounge, uh, sort of welcoming Cedric. Uh, they were interrupted by the Viking Raiders. And this led to the Hurt Business versus the Viking Raiders with Ricochet and Apollo Crews. The same, we talked about this being repetitive when it was the opening match, and now it's some of the Viking Raiders into the mix. Mm-hmm. Keep going. What happened, though? I mean, what what had the Hurt Business won? I mean, this was a long, lengthy match. And we think that Ivar oh, yeah. might be injured. There's, there's a video on Wrestling Inc. He does the suicide dive through the ropes onto everybody lands on his arm awkwardly, and then actually himself throws the X sign himself up to get the, the, the ringside doctor to him. <laughs> Hope he's okay. Yeah. That's a first. That right. is a first. Keep in mind, Matt Morgan, when he suffered his eighth concussion, um, was uh, and had a, a stinger. I was stretched out. And I was called a vagina in a not-so-pleasant term by some of the veterans, right? Now the wrestlers get to throw out their own X sign when they're hurt. <laughs> oh. <laughs> that would be my terrible gimmick in wrestling. It would be like Whoa, I would right take before... a bump and I would just be like, oh, my God, fuck, that hurts. Everybody's like, no, X, yeah, X, ref. No. 
No, you have Orton setting you up for the old school RKO where he's like pounding the mat, you know what I mean? Yeah. And getting ready to hit you, you stand there and be like, no, no, no. Yeah, I mean, the only thing I can say to defend him on that one is that like normally when there's a spot that looks like, oh, that might not go on well, the ref will come out and obviously they do the, they do the, yes. they do, they'll, they'll do the check with the wrestler. The ref didn't come out, so I guess that was his way of saying ref, get somebody. But yeah, I know, I, man, I know what you mean though. It's, ever, it's a, in all my years, I've never seen that. I've never even heard of that. I go swear. watch. Go watch the video on wrestling. Well, and you have to figure no. it's been easier with um, tape J- shows. Now they're live there. again. It's like there's no JBL backstage or someone like oh, yeah. that. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, let's hope it, but those, those, those are the guys who will spray paint an X on your uh, luggage bag. <laughs> there you go. Probably. <laughs> uh, no, I, but seriously, I hope he's okay. Uh, the Hurt Business mm-hmm. got the win here. Um, so, uh, Tim Vanderbilt, what's that noise? Retribution. Oh, that promo that, that we got to talk about, but, uh, a couple more things. So we get there Had the cheese for raw underground tonight, Kevin Owens versus Alistair black, uh, drew McIntyre was ordered to leave by Adam Pierce. who I guess is cross brand. Now, uh, we had Randy Orton versus Keith Lee. And uh, this was interrupted by Drew McIntyre before we got a definitive finish, but took what three uh, tries for the RKO to connect on Keith. Yep. So it looked good, but yeah, it's going to be a triple threat with these guys at clash of champions. It's gotta be. It does. uh, Probably. I just, I don't know. I don't know how I, I just think we have a big guy. You've got to be super protective, especially with one with this dude's like potential. Because his is a different level of potential than any other big guy I've seen quite a, I'm being serious. And for many, 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 many years. He's different. He's so different. I just wish they'd protect him a lot more. Whoa, they're putting him in the ring of Randy Orton. What do you want? That's not protecting. Let me be very clear. That's not protecting. Protecting is I don't want to see this dude sell for six months. Yeah. Uh, this was a good match, though. I just I feel like they're running into the ground already. It's by the time we get to the pay-per-view, we'll have seen this eight times. Like, I never thought I'd see a segment with Keith Leon. I'm like, Ugh. you know what I mean? Like, that takes a lot because I'm always big as Marks. But even with that, it's like, Ugh. you know what I mean? I don't know. I'm just super duper, um, just repeat Groundhog Day. David Esparza, 299, saying any chance a woman gets added to the herd business? Oh, that could definitely work. Yeah. Um, who, you know, would be really good in real life, actually? A good ad? Uh, Naomi. Naomi's a badass. Oh, yeah. And she's a good shit talker, too. And she can mm. legit beat people up. And they <laughs> seem to, and they seem to run the course with her as a babyface. They seem like it seems like they took her as far as they're gonna take they're, they're gonna let her go as a baby. Telling face. you, Naomi would be awesome. Awesome in it. I could get behind that. Yeah. Uh Brian Barry 499 watching attributions promo is three minutes of my life. I can't get back. Nope. Me either, buddy. We'll talk about that. But first, we had two two-on-one handicap matches. The Riot Squad versus Shayna Baszler up first. And Shayna distracted by Nia Jax with Liv Morgan pinning Shayna Baszler. I don't understand the logic in this. I don't even want to waste the time talking about the stupidity of this decision. So stupid. So stupid. You have these two women looking like the most dominant force in women's tag team. Not history, but quite a long time. Maybe history. And they go over your two top women stars, Bailey and Sasha, in convincing fashion. And you have one, I know it's a handicap match, okay, but no offense to Riot Squad, but they're 
I'm sorry, but they're, they're, they're underneath talent versus these two women, in my opinion. Um, this makes no sense to me whatsoever. This makes no sense. This isn't even 50-50 booking. This is, I don't even know what this is. Yeah, I, I, I can't, I, to repeat what Matt said, I won't repeat everything, but the only thing I can, I can add is like, if the handicap match was at least Shayna versus, give me, you know, if, if it's against Asuka and somebody else, like women who are above, who are not as beneath, okay, I get the point. But yeah, Shayna, not only did she beat not only did she beat the top woman in a convincing fashion, but it was in a creative ass finish the way she did it. Yes. I had people, I had people texting me that don't normally text me about wrestling that were texting about it. And yeah, th- I don't, I don't get this at all. I don't, I don't at all. This was, um, Dude, it, it, you're right. It, it, and there should never, I should never see the vision of live right now, pinning Sheena in any equation. I don't care if she's just been shot by a cannon. I, 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 we should never see that vision. Not right now while these two women are steamrolling people in the tag division. And again, steamrolled Bailey and Sasha. They yeah. jobbed them out. It was a it was a wrecking ball on the two top girls. Do you know what I mean? So, like, that was exciting for them. I was like, wow, cool. These two are going to be badasses. They're going to kill everybody. This is great. I love it. I was excited for the women's tag division. I still am, but... A little bit less because of this loss. I did not like this loss. This was stupid. Yeah, they shouldn't be breaking up anytime soon and her blaming it on uh, Naya. Just, uh... Yeah. So, Zero Vera, $5 super chat. I thought Raw was finally over after Lee versus Orton, then realized there's still an hour left. Face palmed in frustration. <laughs> Had that experience many times. America did the same thing, Rivera. And hey, Michael Sachs Jr., uh, $5 super chat. Just wanted to let us know it's been a tough week. He's in Louisiana, where his aunt lost everything in the hurricane. Love the podcast. Makes my week a little bit better. Thanks. What's up, Matt? Uh, Michael, sorry to hear about that. Hope you, your family, uh, are, are doing okay and dealing with this with the aftermath of the hurricanes and, uh, just crazy times right now, man. I feel like it just can't get worse. And somehow it keeps managing 2020 throws more and more at us. Wow. Yeah. So hope, hope, hope your family's okay, man. That's some scary stuff. Well, absolutely. Um, so then we had the second handicap match, which was, Ah, the Riot Squad versus Nia Jax. This got going. Seemed like maybe the Riot Squad was going to pick up another upset win. They teased it two times in the third time before it could happen. Uh, we went to darkness, and the Retribution has gra- uh, Retribution has graphics now. They had graphics on screen. Uh, they Blame. cut to backstage. Their voices were all distorted. Um, I, I, what's what's what did they say? Uh, they said, behind the mountain of screens in the Thunderdome, Thunderdome's a facade. Behind the mountain of screens is the same foundation as before, the same behemoth that discarded them and left them in a world to fend for themselves with nothing but scraps. I scraps. like that. I didn't hate that. I didn't yeah, hate that. it makes sense, but there's only very few people that that can be for that storyline to make sense. And they're good people, right? Do we not I agree? don't think it's them. That wasn't them there tonight. No, but the storyline, it has to be somebody, sure. has to be multiple people that have been released left to fend for themselves. It cannot yes. be something that... Don't, there's nobody that's under a WWE contract that's fighting for scraps. They're making good money. So it has to be somebody that's been released. Yeah. Um, so they had their voice distorted. Uh, they mentioned the Lotus Locust. The Locust of Contempt will feed on everyone else. Right, Superstars so in the WWE Universe alike. Since the darkness of retribution will seep into the pores of your so-called WWE universe. And he kept saying, like, we are retribution. 
So stupid. So uh, first off, I mean, it, it is nice that we can finally say we saw, I think, five individuals on screen. We kept we've been wondering for weeks, like when we've seen like the the army of them and we've seen the five foot people. We're like, what is this? At least we can see these are the five that it seems like they're going to be the ones who are unmasked. And Why at least do you all- say that? Why do you say that? Because it's the first time they're speaking, so I would assume the ones you have speaking, and, and the fact that we've seen retribution be dozens and dozens, dozens and dozens of guys, though they use gimmick voices, though. Right, but it's but you can look the one clearly Mia Yim, the female. You can see the eyes, which makes the, no sense. The guy talking clearly Dijakovic. If you if you just also know what makes they look no like. sense. So what I'm saying is, it's nice that we at least can like okay. So they've had their army of putty patrol that have gone out there and and caused uh, you know, humorous destruction. Okay, so these are the ones that are going to be the faces of Retribution. And yeah, two of the names I just said right there are NXT talents. The only, you know, what they said was cool. What at least they gave the, the I think that Michael Cole referred to it as a mission statement. What they said, uh, yeah, this Thunderdome, yeah, this is all glitz and glamour, but this WWE thing sucks and we and we know about it. That's and so there's obviously some NXT people that are in it. I don't know if there's, you know, I don't know if there's going to be a a Rusev or anybody else who's released. I don't know. The only logical thing that I can think of that checks the boxes of what has happened so far and that would be that would be a, enough reveal. It's not going to be a CM Punk or it's not going to be Roman Reigns, which I thought it might be a few weeks ago, is if this is a Triple H thing. If this is a thing of talent who they try to actually blur the lines of what we talk about and hear about on the internet uh, of, you know, Triple H has his NXT program and Vince has everything else. The only thing that would be a deliverable reveal at this point is if it is a Triple H-led thing. It would check the box of logic. Retribution has caused havoc on Raw and SmackDown. Never has gone to NXT, so there's logic there. And obviously Dijakovic, Mia Yim, those are two that I'm pretty sure that were were, part of this group. I don't know who the other three are, but even if one of the other three are somebody from the quote-unquote main roster who's been cut, you can say, oh, well, Triple H, he saw the value in me, but Vince and the powers to be didn't. Triple H being revealed would be the only thing that could deliver and and, and equal the is, hype. Is Bobby, is Bobby Roode hurt? I don't know. Bobby would be a good pick for this. I could see Bobby being in this. Um, hmm. But Ro- it, it's not going to I thought Roman because I thought the timing worked. But, but, but it's not going to be Roman. I'm glad because Roman by himself with Paul is working. It's not again. It's not going to be something crazy like a CM Punk that people want to fantasy. Dream. No, no, the, no, o- no. the, the only the only thing it could be in my mind right now that would be you know I don't I don't I don't want the Miz or somebody ran like if if if, if it was something where they are digging in to what people are actually talking about in like on on, sh- on shows like this you know of, of hey you know Triple H runs his show differently and then we see NXT different product that's the only thing I could think to be like holy shit. And I, it, it, unfortunately, it's too far away. So Here's the problem. Here's the problem, Justin. None of that has anything to do. NXT talents have none of them. Again, were left to fend for themselves. No fending for Fending for yourself to me means you're fired. Unless, and I see the point. Unless they spin it as we worked our ass off in NXT, but we were told no. Raw and SmackDown doesn't see anything in us. And unless they try to draw the line of they worked their ass off in NXT and basically Vince didn't want to give us our chance. We've never even gotten our chance. Like if they go that route, again, you can make a you can make a justification. But Triple H, and I don't that's, know if they can get I don't know if they can get it to Survivor Series. I don't know if they can wait that long till November. They they can't that's not scraps then. They would not be calling the fellow NXT talent scraps. They do Jabron's the, the company. 
And uh, Justin, that would also be treating NXT like the minor leagues and Raw like the main roster. It would be, but I would at least concede to that for the fact that I, you know, like at least if they could make it into something, I at least concede to that. I mean, and oh, let's not let's not forget NXT is getting beat regularly by AEW. So all of a sudden, I can see WWE going, yeah, you know, that's AEW's beating our our minor league. They're not beating our big boys. They're not beating our A shows. Um, how yep. much? What have you heard backstage about how much they still dislike Enzo and hold a grudge? Enzo? Yeah. yeah. I haven't asked anybody. I don't know. Because I think that could be the swerve. I think that's why they'd use the disguised voices. Because if it was him, second you heard his voice, you know. And Enzo would be a home run for me. Enzo if and Cass him. would be Cass insane. And I, just sense, I, I, I just want yeah. the promos. I want yeah. the promos. I mean, yeah. I mean, I know Enzo. I think he said it on Busted Open. Obviously, he could always always be working people. He said it earlier this summer. He doesn't really want to do anything in wrestling until those fans back. He feels like fans are such a big part of his shtick, which that does make sense. But again, if they offer him money and they offer him a a, a prime time storyline here, yeah, that would be interesting. Or they know. say we're going to do this, but we're not going to reveal you until Survivor Series or something. That's going to be our first show back with the crowd. Can they, can they really stretch this out until Survivor Series? They're already stretching this out way longer. When did this start with the Retribution? Like 4th of July? This has been going on. I was, what, in my 20s when this started? Like, uh... <laughs> uh, uh late July, if it was in July. Uh, John, I think was, yeah. We're talking way too much about Retribution. John Cena's but ball is, $5. But no, but Matt, this, this is actually one of the new things that happened. We actually finally heard a promo from them. That's why it's worth even talking about. It's not the same old stupid nonsense of it fifty guys. It, it was. It was though because it wasn't a real voice. We we don't know anymore. Yeah. You did. You were able to look through their eyelids a little bit more, like you said. Great, but I don't know. I'm sorry. People were talking online about, oh, I'm gonna take the audio and pitch correct it. I bet you the voices they what? use. Yeah, people do that shit all the. It's like on the Mass Singer. That's how everyone figured out who's on the Mass Singer easily because they just adjusted the speaking voices back um john cena's bought about five dollars too much time on yeah, your hands it's not fantasy football and like working on their lineup and their roster for imaginary uh teams that don't really exist or shut up glenn uh, the, genetic, the genetic giants win every year john cena's balls about five dollars when retribution was breaking in something they'd use their skills to just cut the feed from raw permanently <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Justin Lopez, $5. They're saying it's a cervical injury for Ivar, but he's expected to make a full recovery. Uh, Thanks, Justin. Joey from China saying, I like Shayna, not because of WWE, but I can't help but imagine her character as Biff Tannen. Want to say, what are you looking at, butthead? <laughs> make like a tree and get out of here. Get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Disco Scotty. This is out of nowhere. No, it's beat it. Get out, make like a tree and beat it. No, it's yes. get out of here. I, sure, I think it's get out of here. He, he butches. He butches. He, he, maybe yeah. he butches it both times, and then and then his eighty year old self is like, "It's leave." You sound like a damn fool when you say it. Yeah, wrong. yeah. <laughs> uh, Disco Scotty, I'm reading this because he spent ten dollars. Oh, I don't boy. get retribution is going to be revealed as QAnon. Timely, they're controlling the deep state. Timely, and will force Joe Biden timely to fight Vince in a gold retirement watch on a pole match. Throw him off. He's off our show forever. You're gone. You're gone, Disco Scotty. You're out of here. You're ejected. <laughs> Antoine Fair, $5. Shout out to Justin with the 90s Power Ranger Putty Patrol reference. Yep. You 90s kids with your Power Rangers. I still want to see the White Ranger in an MMA fight with CM Punk. You know what I want to see? The next segment. Neo Kira, $2. Saying I think Retribution needs a name change to the Darkest Order. 
That's good. Uh, Steel Gunner 499. Don't understand how SmackDown is so far about Raw. It's like SmackDown and oh, 2000 above, I think above Raw. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> I was there. And then Neo Akira, $2. Survivor Series match seven versus seven or five versus five match for retribution. I think five. I think five is the magic number. And uh, that's going to be the core. So uh, the next segment after retribution. How could you possibly follow this? Well, you go to the Raw Underground where Kevin Owens and Aleister Black, their fight was still going on. Uh, Dabacado got involved at ringside <laughs> and just destroying. Like, up until <laughs> Dabacado got in and destroyed both Owens and Black, yeah. I was thinking this is actually a really good use of the Raw Underground. This is a different match. Yeah, there's a lot of camera cuts, but I liked Kevin Owens at ringside, like beating people up. Um but then Dabacado coming in there and looking dominant just sort of punks them out. So it, it just feels like it's Dabacado's cave. Like he's just this cave dweller that just just sleeps there. And he's always just randomly there. And he just comes, the angry giant just comes on out and just crushes people and goes back in. I like it. I think if something good comes from this, it'll, it could be him, right? It's a good introduction. Can't say it's not for him. Yeah. I, I hope that that comes of it. I mean, I, like, I, don't, I don't understand. Because he but looks, he looks like a badass. I think they're not saying it, but again, they the way I interpret this is raw underground. This is unsanctioned. Anything goes. This is where stuff really is real. Never mind that stuff that's yeah. out there on the show. That's the other ninety percent of the yeah. show. So what am I like? What am I supposed to take from this? That Kevin Owens and Aleister Black had to go to the underground to fight each other. Is it? Is this supposed to be? Were they in more pain? Is the yeah. story? Is there a finale? Like. It doesn't make any freaking sense. No, and, they've gone way too far past over the edge yeah. of suspension of disbelief and completely crapping on the work of pro wrestling in the process because what you just said is exactly what they were expecting us to think of. They're asking us to throw in the garbage can our opinions previously of what would happen if these two guys got in a wrestling ring and wrestled, right? And now we only should care that they're going to shoot fight one another now. Because now it's on. Now they're serious. Now they must really hate each other. Michael the Virus pointing out the raw <sighs> underground is weak when the doorman can kill everyone. That's a pretty <laughs> serious doorman, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, look, when, when this thing debuted, I thought, okay, this is three weeks, four weeks tops, uh, and they're going to forget about it. Oh, then, yeah. then when they moved out of the PC and they said they're going to do the Thunderdome residency at the Amway Center, I thought, oh, this is definitely dead in the water. Now they really yeah. don't need it. Well, it's been there now for a couple of weeks. I still don't think it's long for the world. I wouldn't buy stock in it. It's but, not. like, what's the payoff? Unless there starts to be Double kind. raw. But, okay, but, like, yeah, I guess. Unless they start to do raw underground, like, pay-per-views or a raw underground-only show, what's the freaking point? You're, you're taking me from the Thunderdome to this basement of them in the underground world. And, again, you're trying to make – is this supposed to be more believable to me? It makes no sense. I hate storylines that are happening on the main part of the show being blended over and having another match or fight between these guys. Listen, what they should do, what they should do to protect the actual wrestling business portion, the actual in-ring wrestling portion of this and our suspensions of disbelief of pro wrestling. When they go to this, it should just be set up the exact same way it's set up. Don't say it's shoot fighting. Don't say it's MMA style. Don't say anything goes, just be specific and say it's not, it's, it's unsanctioned. These are matches that could not get signed in time for the show tonight. Or there's no refs. I mean, for, there's no ref stoppage. There's no three counts. 
There's no this, no that. It's submission only or knock your opponent out type of, of rules. Something to that effect. So it would still be MMA style. It would still be shoot fighting, but they're not saying it and insulting our intelligence with it. I, I think it's a great but, point, Matt. Uh, Matt, I think it's a great point. I'll take you a step further. It's still because it's still on the show called Raw. I had the problem. I would, I would buy into that explanation even more if they actually committed and made it a once a week thing that's on the WWE Network. It's it's so unsanctioned. USA wouldn't let us put it on it, yes. so it's on the WWE Network. Yes, I'd buy that. Yeah, that's where I was going with it. Yeah, that'd be something. Uh, yeah, as Alonzo Smith saying, Raw Underground, stupid. What's the point? What's the outcome? What are they fighting for? Um, just doesn't make sense, man. But no, uh, Dabacado versus the Doorman. That is probably the best fight we could get in Raw Underground. Yeah, they're confusing the Doorman with Dabacado, but yeah. No, no, yeah, but no, him versus the Doorman. That's what I'm saying. Yes. That would be. Uh... But the, the caller before. Yes, uh, the caller. Yes. Uh, by the way, why isn't why isn't everyone starting <laughs> long, their long time listener, first time caller? I'll, 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 I'll see what you got to say. I want that on all your super chats. Like I listen to talk radio time. my entire life. That's always what I heard. Same Never on this again. podcast. Yes. Uh, so uh, Charlie approached Randy Orton backstage for an interview, but Drew McIntyre attacked. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we had the main event, the street Thank fight, Dominic God. Mysterio versus Murphy. And uh, the entire Mysterio clan was there. Uh, that sunset flip powerbomb off the, the ring the with the Dominic, yeah, off the apron that Dominic did. Uh, Murphy was insane. Incredibly awesome. Uh, this all devolved into just the uh, entire Mysterio clan whacking Murphy with kendo sticks uh, yeah. as we went off the air. What was the but, finish, though? Uh, well, the referee called the match and uh, with Murphy, Murphy trapped in the ropes. Murphy, Murphy, Murphy said I quit as he was getting. Uh, just oh, that's right. Getting beat by all the kendo sticks. <laughs> so uh, I want more for Murphy. I want better for him. I hope Vince sees that. Wow, he's able to take this kid with limited experience and make him look pretty damn good he made him uh dominic mysterio look better than seth did which is saying a lot because seth is amazing in the ring in my opinion um he's really good though and i hope murphy gets something out of this for being a good team player being a good sport and being a, a business wrestler first because he looks the part his promos are good passable good enough um and his physique he looks like he's somebody who could kick somebody's ass in a real fight so uh, I hope you get something out of this. I'm a fan of Murphy. I like this overall. Yeah, you know this. Um, they're playing. It's just, again small sample size. They're playing to a strength right now. Dominic, you know, Dominic's being thrusted into a main event situation. Uh, a kid who's never been on TV to wrestle, and much like I said about his first match, at, which was at SummerSlam with uh, Rollins, putting him in the street fight scenario does him favors. I'm not trying to shortchange or discredit the work that goes into a street fight, a hardcore match. I'm not saying there's not pain. I'm Who not saying cares? there's, I'm not saying that. Well, I'm just trying to say like it, 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 it's a benefit. It is a way to get the audience emotionally more invested quickly. Cause there's a lot more violence and there's weapons and such, and yeah. it's all over the place. And you know, there's less need for timing or, or mechanics, so to speak. It's not chain wrestling. It's, it's jumping yeah. off high things. It's hitting hard things. So I thought this went well. Um, I, 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 in the moment, I hated the fact that Dominic did his finish, which is this frog splash, and Murphy kicked out. But I get why, because then we got it to the point of he gets tied up and he gets beaten by the whole family and he quits. So that's how they had to get to the finish. I, I think this has been done well. Dominic's been handled well so far in the short amount of time. I, I this is, I, I, yeah. I was okay with this. This was an okay finish for me for for what was otherwise a repetitive raw. 
It was. Should not have been the main event, but this was this. I liked it. Well, but what else would you put in the main event spot that we got? Nothing oh. else that we got tonight. Unless oh. unless it's a retribution promo, but that's kind of no. like eh. no, 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 no. That's the problem. Nothing yeah. else tonight. Yeah. That's a problem. Keith sure. Lee should be, in my opinion, main event squash match. I don't care. He's that big of a star. He's that intriguing. We've been dying to see him up on the main roster for a while, and now that he's there, I don't know. I think like they did with you remember they did that with Braun. He was steamrolling people for a while. Yeah. Um, I think he like could have I don't know saved his matches, had him come out cut a couple promos at his first match. Say tonight, uh, job Dolph out in the first twenty seconds. That's your main event. I don't I don't know, but just anything but this. I think with uh, Dominic. So this is like his fifth match televised ever. He's doing fantastic. Exceptionally well, yes. But the fact, I mean, it's just making him look like a kid. He's, what, like 21? He's 21, yeah. 23? When he has his parents there, I like it makes him look like Ernie Reyes Jr. coming out there. And you think, oh, that kid's really good no, at karate. Right. No, as opposed right. to, like, this is a serious fighter. You're right. And then I'll argue it also at times hurts Ray because he's so much taller than Ray. Yeah, Ray like, looks like Ernie Ray's Jr. About the same yes. height. Yes, even Ray's yes. daughter is taller than him. Yes, I, Ray's so over though. I think it doesn't matter anymore. Yeah, right. I think I don't know. But uh, with Dominic, I think giving him something to do on his own, <laughs> like, and I think he's, he's, he's going uh, He'll get I'm there. Sorry. He's gonna get yeah. there. That's what's exciting. He's he's looked pretty he's looked good and with it in the situations they put him in and he's only going to get so much better with the experience and guys that he's working with, so that that's a, that's encouraging. Like he's working with the guys he like, that that that's really encouraging. He's going to be very good. Yeah, yeah, very good. I think he benefit though from um, I, I like I wonder what they're doing behind the scenes now. We know he trained with Lance Storm in wrestling, mm-hmm. I believe. Yeah. Um, but I wonder, like, did he go through the system on promo classes on? The other stuff that the PC recruits get, you know what I mean? Oh, well, he, did it, he, he did it at a different school, but yeah, no, he did. I don't think he went through the PC classes, you no. know. Yeah, but no, yeah, but like, but yeah, he will, he will. I bet, I bet yeah. you he will. But right um, now he's in, he's in the main event of Raw. That's what I'm that's, saying. Like WWE does this all the time, though. I've seen it with yeah. Zach Gowan. I've seen Zach Gowan. Mm-hmm. I've seen it with Sylvain Grenier um, when he refs Hogan versus Rock um, with no experience. Um, I've seen it thousands of times, actually. They all get sent down to either OVW, HWA, or today, nowadays, uh, NXT, or sorry, Performance Center to go through the classes and go through the training once they're done with this main event angle for him, which is going to be great for him. He's going to do fantastic, and he's going to be all the more ready. I just don't feel like there's an end in sight for uh, this feud. I feel like he's... It's not around the block, but he will be. He's not going to be up there forever. He's not going to be in every week. I will promise you that, Glenn. I don't know, Matt. With the way it's been going lately, I feel like it's the same 10 people on every week's Raw. No. Next week, we'll bring in uh, uh, Ray's maternal grandmother, maybe his wife's dear I mean, grandparents. Yeah, that that I could see. <laughs> Dominic will be there, too. But I mean, like, I think in the little next... children. That's what and they then... need, Matt. They need to bring in the little kids, the little kids <laughs> to make Ray look bigger, like Stonehenge. <laughs> in the next two, yeah, I'd say in the next month, this will finally run its course and we won't see Dominic for, for a minute. Yes. I want to see Grandma Mysterio beating up 
Seth Rollins with the kendo stick before this is all over. Well, folks, um, that was that was a show tonight. Um, what, do you guys <laughs> what do we got in the news? Score? Justin, what do you give this? What do you score Raw tonight? Well, uh, one to ten. Ten being the best. Out of ten, I'll go six. Uh, Glenn, I'll give it a five. I give it a two. What do we got in the news, Justin, quickly, so Matt Morgan can uh, get some rest? No, I just don't want to talk about the crappiest show I've ever watched. I apologize. Yeah, real quick. So an exclusive that Wrestling Inc. had a couple days ago was about how there was uh, Vince that came down and said that all the talent, no more third parties, no more Twitch, no more YouTube, no more making money on those side hustles. Uh, We now are finding out, and this is on Wrestling Inc., you can read the full report, that a lot of heat and feedback came uh, on social media from the talent, even from uh, he was one of the Democratic presidential candidates. Andrew Yang spoke up in, in, on Twitter. Yeah. Uh, so there's a lot of heat about this. So now, apparently, as the talent gathers today for Raw, Vince and management made a little more clarification saying they can maintain, talents can maintain Twitch and YouTube accounts that are monetized, but it needs to be under their real name. They cannot use their WWE contracted name. Uh, they also need to let okay. the office know. You know, if you're doing such, so uh, you know that that definitely seems like, and there was a big pool of like, you know, look, you understand WWE owns your <coughs> ring name, yeah. and you they can control that, but there is a certain legal battle of like, hey, if I'm using my real name, what's this? What what? Where's the 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 line here as an independent that contractor? That part's not fair. So yeah, so I, it seems like I imagine Vince uh, probably uh, talked to his counsel, and uh, that's and that's that's where they are there. So uh, that Dude. story. This was a dumb idea for him to do this. To have Andrew Yang put that out there, yeah. put humongous eyeballs on this. Absolutely. So uh, many eyeballs saw this. There are people just going, that's what wrestling, the WWE does with their talents? I never knew yeah. this all these years. And yeah. now it's going to get to a point. I told you one of these days it will happen. They will have a union. You mark mm-hmm. my words, one of these days. And I used to always think, Matt, that they'll, the they'll union- shut the doors down before you let it happen. Right. That or I thought that like a union in wrestling would never work because Matt, you know this better than ever than any of the three of us, obviously. Like in wrestling, you can all get together and say, "Yeah, we're going to do this, this, and this. This is this is the united front we're going to stand on." And as soon as you break the huddle, <laughs> oh yeah, wait, you Vince, go, wait, wait, wait Vince, you, I'm, I'm going to get a title run. Oh you, yeah, this. you you, you, this you, fi- crap. you find <laughs> the best deal for yourself. Yep, but that's what they would do. Right. Um, so we'll see how that develops. Uh, the other story is uh, obviously All Out was this past Saturday. A big story that came out of it, unfortunately, negative story. Matt Hardy had a terrible bump in that uh, the match continued. There was a lot of speculation of should it have continued. Tony Khan did a media scrum right after, as he's known to do. Tony Khan said in the media scrum on Saturday night, Matt did not have a concussion. Doc Sampson came to the protocol. Matt's fine. Matt's wife, Rebby Hardy, who Rebby is not at all shy about speaking her mind, uh, just completely has um, just r- ripped the handling of the situation, talking about uh, how, you know, one of her tweets was, and I'll quote here, let me be absolutely effing clear. There is nothing entertaining about a concussion. Shame on everyone in the uh, uh, GD building. Um Again, went on to basically say how Matt does have a concussion. He's been in the hospital for a time, basically uh, refuting and and, and going against what Tony Khan and AEW have uh, said. Matt did tweet, I think while Raw happened, Matt did tweet a video of the spot that he got injured and said this Wednesday he will be on Dynamite, and then he's put in capital letters, I speak. So all the speculation, all the back and forth on social media, Matt is going to be on AEW this Wednesday, and he will say what he's going to say, but uh, a very scary situation. 
there is no way around him not getting a concussion out of that. There's not. He was knocked out on his feet. And you can be knocked loopy, all right? Not without, not with Matt having concussions previously. Like I told you guys before, it's a wound on your brain, all right, that we can't see. They can do it in the testing, but that other than that, doctors can do it through testing, but that's it. We can't see it visibly. So the next day we wake up, if we're not puking, and when the, the lights don't screw up our eyes, we're not having these crazy headaches, we think we're okay. And then we want to go back and wrestle again. Hmm. Um, that's the problem. That's when you're supposed to take time off. You have to make yourself do it because you cannot see the wound. And you don't know how that's going to scar and form. Um, because he's had multiple concussions, you're more susceptible to easier getting a concussion next time you hit your head. I told you guys this before. Nowinski once taught me, or told me that you can literally fall on your ass on the concrete. Someone would have come to me and pushed me on the, uh, on the ground. I land right on my ass, right? That's enough. That right there is enough for your brain to switch back and forth in your head. If you have a, a steady history of concussions, to get concussed again. Maybe not a big one, but technically concussed. There's no way on God's green earth Matt Hardy did not get a concussion. I know I'm not a doctor, but yeah. I saw what I saw with his body language of him trying to stand up and he could not do it. He was knocked out on his feet. He was concussed. And so to that point, Matt, uh, two other things that Rebbe said that I think is of note here, uh, again, on Rebbe's Twitter. Uh, she tweeted a video uh, of the just after Matt took the bump of Sammy and him trying to continue the match and Matt just falling over. Yeah. She, she tweets that and she and she tweets, quote, they needed additional imaging done after his CT. He's still in the hospital. Thousand percent concussion. Anybody, anyone with eyes could have told you that, though. And then another tweet is Brian Alvarez, uh, who works with, with Dave Meltzer, the Wrestling Observer. Brian Alvarez had tweeted uh, this weekend, I think on Sunday, uh, Matt Hardy is doing better, basically get, trying to give an update, and Rebby called him out, said, funny, neither Matt nor I have talked to you. So Rebby really taking really taking a task, the wrestling Good. media. Yeah. Good. Uh, of, Good, because uh, if this was WWE, would Alvarez and Meltzer cover for him? It'd be much different. You know it would. They'd be all over Vince's you-know-what about not taking care of their talents. So you got to, you know what, you got to play straight with everybody. And, you, and to Tony's credit, Tony seems like a dude who's actually forward-thinking when it comes to the betterment of talents. From what I've seen until this, do you know what I mean? So this doesn't seem par for the course with him. Um, so I'm surprised to see him lie about that. Um that's really what he was doing. I don't know. I just know what I saw out of Matt. Matt was concussed. I have no question in my mind about it. Yep. Poor guy. Dude, that was scary, man. That was scary. Imagine being, I'm being serious. I'm not sticking up for his wife, but can you imagine being his wife? I put my, mm. I, I, I was watching it with Larissa. She's like, oh my God, I'd be going, ugh. I'd be terrified. Yeah. Watching that at home. And you're, you're, you're that, you're that, that child's dad. You know what I mean? That's some serious stuff, and here he's knocked out on his feet like that, man. That was crazy. That was hard to watch, you guys. That well, was and to hard make it to watch, and to make it even worse, it's a payoff match coming off of what happened a couple weeks ago in the build, where Sammy was reckless throwing the wrong chair at Matt, Ugh. which which caused Matt thirteen stitches, and he was gushed over. So it's like you're already it, in a it didn't, you're, it, didn't he have a concussion from that too? Uh, I don't. I, I I know he had thirteen stitches. I don't know if he had a concussion, but but I know that it was a case of Sammy panicked didn't find the chair that he's supposed to throw through the wrong chair. So it's like you're already in this very small window right now recently of like a topic of this program with this younger talent is safety and maturity, et cetera. So like, it's just a, it's a, it's a tough thing here. He should not have been allowed. 
I, I don't care if the talent says, oh, I'm going to go, I'm fine. You bear hug him in the locker room. Don't let him leave. Um, <laughs> whatever you have to do. And the next thing you know, he's, have, he's having to climb. I was telling them, Justin, that was very dangerous to even put him in a situation where he had to climb that, uh, what's it called? The scissor lift. Yeah. Like, a lot could have happened there. He could have gone out. You don't know. Like, you're out on your feet, guys, with certain concussions, man. This this definitely was, and I, I know we'll get out of here. I, I, but we didn't. Uh, this AEW's had a lot of a lot of new car smell and a new car shine, by and large, and a lot of it deserving. A lot of it's been. It's my favorite show. I know. It is. This was this. Again, I refer to their all outs as their WrestleManias. This is the uh, a show that was well built, had a lot of stuff going into it. There was a lot of negative that came out of the show. A lot of bad smell. Should have put the title on MJF. <laughs> well, that I know the this the Matt Hardy thing is the biggest. I know there was complaints, I, and I didn't watch the show live. I, I actually saw via Twitter, and I, I know there was complaints about the commentary, the book. There was just this unfortunately had the worst smell that AEW's ever had, and I and I it's troublesome that it came off of what was supposed to be one of their best shows on paper. So. All right, there you there have you it. Have it. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> on that note, Wednesday night, Matt Morgan, Justin Labar. Question yep. mark and Sam Adonis. Sam Adonis will be here to talk about who's going to be here with us. Sam Adonis, America's sweetheart. <laughs> Luke Man getting a super chat in before the wire here. Lost a lot of respect for AEW after that spot. As Matt said, we are not doctors, but there's no way to not get concussed after such a bump. I saw so much negativity, so much negativity about AEW on Saturday and Sunday. I just, I, the only part I'm confused on is I did see the after show. I must have fallen asleep watching it, but did, did Tony legit say he didn't get concussion? He didn't have a concussion? He, he did. And then this was, I don't know what after show you're referring to, but this is, this is the media scrum he does with like, that. like, yeah, this, the, the, you can, the quotes from the different people that were in part of the scrums that were there, um, or that took place, that took part in the media scrum. He said that after the bump happened, they had the doc, and everybody looked at him, and that, that Matt was, they, they immediately said right there, Matt's okay, and that's why they let it keep going. God, Lord. Yeah. There you have it, folks. Uh, he's at BP Matt Morgan. He's at Justin LaBar. I'm at Glenn Rubenstein. Catch you back here next time on the Wrestling Inc. Podcast. Take care. <laughs>